0: Or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
2: Gene! The Gene Fodor. Gene was we'll it.
1: But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze Americano! Huh?
2: Oh! Gene! Run!
1: Listen to
3: Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
4: podcasts. I used to have so many men.
7: Ring 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 May I please speak with Zoe
8: Oh hello Lamorne let's patch in Hannah God I forgot what it was like working with you guys Welcome
9: to our show Get there right Welcome to
7: our show. Hello everyone and welcome to our show which is called Welcome to our show. Now today we're interviewing writer, director, showrunner, lover, father, amazing surfer. Sometimes I feel like he's high, but I don't think he actually is. He's just always cool and calm. He's responsible for some of your favorite new girl episodes: "Bad in Bed," "The Landlord," "Secrets," "Models," "A Father's Love." Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Josh Malmuth. Josh, how you doing, man? I'm hey,
8: good. Josh. I'm good. How are you guys, Zoe? Great. Good. Welcome to our show. Welcome to our show. Thank you. Which is Thank called you. Welcome to Our
9: Show. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we made it
8: easy for everyone. We just um, say that over and over again. Um, we, we're so we, happy to see you and hear you.
7: Yeah. Before we get started, I um I, I I do have a question. We were talking about something beforehand, and this is completely off topic. If you could, <laughs> would you nurse a cat? <laughs> would you
10: no, no?
7: Okay,
9: well.
10: If it, even I if wouldn't, it were
8: I, I would even if it had really long teeth? I mean maybe if it were like
10: a kind of like a grapes of wrath situation and it seemed like that was the only, <laughs> Seemed like that was the only You know that 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 was like a Dave Finkel story. Was what? you guys know that story, right? No. No.
7: No. For those Are who aren't familiar, it? Dave
10: Dave
11: Finkel, Finkel was one of
7: lactating? our show creators, writers, producers. <laughs>
10: No, one of our I exec-
8: think- as executive producers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he
10: was sleeping somewhere, and a, sh- a cat tried to, to suckle Whoa. off him. Whoa, well, did he allow it? I, I think I think he stopped it. I don't know how quickly he stopped it, but I, 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 I'm, I'm positive that he stopped <laughs> this it. This
11: will now come up in the Finkel interview. We yeah. will yeah. lead with this story. We're going to have a chat Fact about check. this. Because that's gonna a situation
7: that one could start by being very... Um, philanthropic for the cat, but at the same time could then become illegal if you let it go on for too long. Oh,
8: okay. I think also like <laughs> guys, he didn't have cat milk in those nipples. It's I know just... that's
7: what I mean. That's so, why yeah. it gets illegal. It's like what you're doing, yeah. man. Yeah,
10: yeah. I remember him saying the tongue felt very rough, and we all kind of like <laughs> cut him off at that point.
11: <laughs> oh, no more details needed. No no okay. Needed. Well, um, we're gonna hi,
8: that one up. Hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. So, Josh. Hi, guys. Uh, was uh, one of our awesome writers there from day one to day one million and one, and <laughs> wrote so many fantastic and funny episodes. And we're just so excited to have him. Yeah, well, I'm so excited to, to talk show. to you
10: guys. It's been a it's been a minute.
11: I yeah. oh yeah. So Josh, let's start at the beginning. How did you start your new girl journey? When did you first? you know, hear of the show and how'd you get involved with it? And is this the well, Dave
10: King story? The, well, yeah. So, so that, I mean, that's sort of the chapter two. I mean, chapter, the, the first thing was, I actually read about it on um, a little website called Deadline, Deadline Hollywood. Oh, heard when, of it, heard of it. When the, when the pilot was announced, all our favorite website. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> big,
8: big website guys. Big we website. Up daily. In, the, in the, in the industry, you know, and uh, stuff. I
10: saw that, it just sounded. It sounded like a really cool project. I had just watched Jake Hasden's <coughs> movie, and I was a fan of Zoe and Liz. And I was like, "Wow, that sounds awesome!" And I've never done this before. And I, I was thinking about this this morning before we started recording. I've never emailed my agent to be like, "I really want to be on this thing."
9: Oh. And
10: um, I, I, I had just come off my first job, um, a show that got canceled um but i emailed my agent and said i think i could be good on this show um and he was kind of like yeah whatever everybody wants to be on this show it's like the (laughs) biggest new show yeah right (laughs) but yeah fortunately i was able to to get a meeting and i i met with with uh uh liz and brett and dave and i saw the pilot and sometimes when you go and watch a pilot before a staffing meeting it's like this horribly awkward thing. Cause you see like a really, a really terrible pilot and then you have to go meet with the creators and be like, this is great. I really want to work on this show. But in this case I was, the pilot was amazing. And, um, I was just, I was like, wow. And then then I got really nervous. Cause I'm like, well, I really want this job. So, um, yeah, then, you know, they, they, Declined to offer me a position on the show until Dave King passed on a on a on a job, <laughs> and uh, then then I was hired. <laughs>
8: Wait, who's Dave King? Is Dave that a, no, a great?
10: Yeah, he's a great writer. He's, and he uh, passed on New Girl. I, he I, I that is what I was told by my my reps. Liz and, and Brett and Dave will never cop to it, but... Uh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he took a job on uh, Parks, so that worked out for
8: okay. King. Everybody
11: wins. That's a good Everybody wins. Yeah. Everybody wins.
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, was yeah. that a successful show? Was it? <laughs>
11: <laughs> it's interesting, right? Because their staffing meeting happens before the show is picked up. Um, right.
10: That's actually that, yes. In, in some cases, that's that's in, in in this case, it was. I think I met with them like a week before the show got picked up, but it was pretty clear that the show was gonna get picked up at that on
8: point. this I show. Think
10: everybody, yeah, right. I think everybody-
8: I remember meeting you, Josh. I mean, I guess I like probably met like all the writers when I first came in. Like, I came into the writer's room just to say hi, bring some treats, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as one mm-hmm. does. And, uh, but I, I remember spending time with you first on. <laughs> we had a promo we had to do and I think it was just me and they had written all this stuff, but they didn't talk to the new girl writers and the stuff was, it was like the marketing department or the like, like somebody had written it and it was like not quite tonally on brand for new girl. So they brought you in and you were just so quickly rewriting everything to make it, like right for Jess. And I was like, who is this wonderkind? Like you were so young well, and so yeah. like talented and smart.
10: It's funny that you remember it that way because I remember <laughs> being so nervous that I was like sweating through my clothes. I mean, I had never really been on a set before.
8: Well, they like sent you, you were the one they sent to set for that.
10: Uh, yeah, we, 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 Zoe and I rewrote it on the fly and it was this weird thing. Cause it wasn't our crew really either. You know, it was no. like all these, it was it different was just kind of the, prom, you know, promo department. Um, yeah. and yeah, we, and we wrote it on the fly and, and yeah, I remember just being like, like it, after I left, it was the biggest adrenaline rush. Cause I never really, and these were just promos, but I never been on it. I mean, cause the show I worked on before was a multi-cam that got shot. You know, it was a block and shoot, so it wasn't really, like, a lot of set time. So that was my first time being on a professional set, and it was it was really intense.
8: Well, you did such a great job, and I will say, like, I will say, like, our marketing department was, like, absolutely amazing at Fox, and um, we had Joe Early in charge. He was just such a great, so great, and, um, um, but, you know, sometimes, like, it was a brand new show, and they had, like, yeah. all the stuff written, and it just wasn't quite, we were like, uh, that's not quite quite what we're doing. Um, and of course it was so wonderful to have you there representing and, um, well, rewriting all the stuff with me.
10: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing about a new show and not just for the, for the marketing department, for the writer's room too, you know, y- you have a pilot, but you don't really know what it is yet, you know? And, yeah. um,
8: no, exactly. I think we've watched what nine episodes now, and I think mm-hmm. it took me till episode six or seven, I think, in in my opinion, to like figure out my performance. I think I like kind of had it on the pilot, and then
7: <laughs> season three, I was like, ah, uh, I get it. Oh, I see. Oh, I see what you guys are trying to do with this show. Uh, uh,
11: let's, let's rock. It. Let's rock out. Let's uh-huh. I mean, rock it out from, with some bird shirts. From a writer's perspective, Josh, because you were there from the beginning all the way to the end. Um, how was that process for you, figuring out the characters, the show, where they were going? and
10: Yeah, I mean, like- I think that, like, there's definitely s- some, I mean, first of all, you know, there was a lot of vision from Liz. You know, she had a very clear sense of sort of what she wanted the feel of the show to be because it was very personal for her. Um, and then I think as we got into series, there was just a lot of guess and check, you know, and like we try something and maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. I think like, you know, Berkeley Johnson pitched the thing about uh, Winston not being able to do pranks, like it's too small or it's too big. <laughs> and that really like helped unlock that character for us. Mm. You know, we sort of, and and also, I mean, it really is about spending time with you guys too. You know, I mean, yeah. getting to know you guys and and letting sort of what's, you know, what's funny about you kind of come out through the character and in a natural way and like and you know that's just a that's just a process you know it just takes time and and i think sometimes you 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 know you find it really fast and other times it it takes it takes a minute but and also you know characters change and the relationships change between the characters i mean it's all you're you know you're definitely on kind of a a ride like in a way you're kind of watching it with the audience you know and experiencing it in the same way yeah,
7: and you guys, you know, walk us through that process of being in the room. Now, I for us as as actors, you know, there are a few of us, so we come we come to work and we 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 banter off of each other, we hang out, we have fun, you know, we go home, we we text, we kick it. We we this little this little group. Um, in the writers' room, there are, there are a lot more of you. Um, tell us about that process about partnering off with different writers how you come up with a story. Yeah. You know, is, do you rather be by yourself doing it? Or do you rather be with the group doing it?
10: You know, it was, it was a uniquely close group, you know? I mean, I, I'm still close with a lot of the writers. I think, you know, Liz, Brett, and Dave did a really good job of hiring people who, they, they kind of wanted to hire a young staff because they wanted people who were at the same life phase as the characters in the show, you know? Mm-hmm. And they wanted people to be bringing stories from their life into the writer's room. But yeah, I mean, we, we hung out all the time. I mean, we would work until nine or 10 and then we'd go out to dinner together, you know, and we would do that a few times a week. I mean, I was 26, 27 and it really, it was like, I don't know, like a summer camp slash grad school <laughs> feeling yeah. for me, you know, like this incredible, you know, closeness and camaraderie with these people, but also you're producing this wonderful thing now. So
4: About six
6: million.
5: Approximately 11 million dollars.
6: Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone.
5: Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry.
4: She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old Richmond because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to
5: Queen of the Con, season five The Athlete Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
2: Jean. Eugene Fodor! Jean, we'll boot it.
1: Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with.
3: So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar runs the business. I understand now, it's a wise man Marie's a wiser woman.
1: Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts,
7: or wherever you get your podcasts.
9: Welcome to our show.
7: I gotta say, every time you're on set, and for folks out there in listener town, when you're shooting a show, writers are on set, especially the ones who, who, who wrote that particular episode, uh, to kind of, I guess, guide the guide, guide the ship. You know what I mean? We have, like, a different director every week sometimes and and it ends up becoming that the writers are are more like the the directors and whenever whenever you are on set i gotta say that because things happen on set sometimes too you know disagreements or whether it may be um something goes wrong with a prop or whatever the case may be and you know people can get a little chaotic sometimes on set. sets can be very stressful you were always very, very chilled out, and that's the one thing I do remember about you. Is it? Mm-hmm. It never felt like there was an issue. There could have been issues that I that I would have never known if I looked at your face. Is that where you?
8: That's because he had a jazz. That's because he had a jazz theme, <laughs> theme Burman's, spot. Yeah, yeah.
10: Is, that, is that why? You <laughs> is are that high? why? It, it all started, started with jazz theme. Yeah, the jazz, yeah. Yeah. I just the, jazz, the to, surfing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of jazz. Um, I was Listen very Listen to a little
8: John Coltrane. You're like, oh show, man. <laughs>
10: yeah, I don't know. I I think I just you know it's a single oh, cam surf. set. It's
8: surfing. It's surfing, it's, right? It's it's, it's definitely
10: surf. the surfing could have played a role for sure too. I think that it it was just it's a single cam set. You know, like there's no audience there. You know, mm. we have time to just take a breath and um find it and figure out kind of what we want to do. And, and yeah, it's funny you mentioned the like prop. I, my, one of my, one of the experiences I had of being on set was that a prop person would come over and had several great ones throughout the years and they would show me two props and like, do you want Zoe like holding this thing or this thing? And I would pick one and they'd look at me like wrong choice.
11: (laughs) This was a test.
8: <laughs>
10: oh my God. you're not cut out for this job we, Go, had,
11: <laughs> we had the
8: best props department they were so incredible i have to say like uh, yeah. like case in point that God i us. think was like one of the first episodes where i had a talking stick and then they made the tiny talking stick and i was oh, like yeah, i can't really even believe how amazing yeah um so josh i have to tell you so what i it was like early maybe not early on it was actually several seasons in and i was talking to liz and i was like well you know, she was like, yeah, you know, every writer, you know, is, you know, good at different things. So it's kind of like figuring out who writes, you know, who best and everything. And then I was like, so who writes Jess best? And I was going to guess it was going to be like one of the female writers. And she's like, Josh Melmoth.
9: <laughs> Josh <laughs> Melman
8: is the best Jess writer. <laughs> so I want to know, how did you how did you connect with the character of Jess so well that you became the master of writing? <laughs> Jess. For those
7: out there, this is Jess. Josh malmoth is, is Jessica Jess. Day.
10: Yeah. I don't know. Gosh, that's so, that's a very kind, kind thing of Liz to say. And I'm sure she's very upset that I know that now, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like it, I think
9: that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I
10: think I, I I really, um. I think I, I, I think that any writer, like, especially any comedy writer, probably on some level feels like they were, you know, an outsider of some kind growing up, you know, and that's <laughs> why we sort of turn to uh, comedy, you know, as a way to, like, like, not, you know, like, have people hang out with us and not, you know, <laughs> want to exclude us from things. And so yeah, I think that I I always tried to look at Jess from that perspective, almost like uh a scientist trying to figure out like these guys and what you know <laughs> you know what made them tick and how to sort of survive in their ecosystem. Um I don't know though. I think it's just it it the thing about writing a, a sitcom is is like, you know, every character exists in relation to the other characters, you know, and it's those dynamics and those relationships that are really important, you know? So it, 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 it also might've been that I just really enjoyed, you know, writing Jess and how she interacted with Cece and, 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 you know, Winston. And, and I think, I think I always really, I loved it was always when I sat down to write like a scene with two people, especially that I was like, oh, this is really fun. Like now I really oh, get yeah. to get into what this, per- like, what their dynamic is.
8: The two you know? person scenes were always my favorite ones oh, yeah. to play too. Cause when we had like a million people in the room, it was always just like
7: yeah.
10: <laughs> it's,
8: chaotic. It's, you can,
7: the way, even the way you shoot it, you can cross shoot it. You can improvise. Yeah. You can, well, you and know. the
10: style, I feel like the style of New Girl. And one of the reasons it was so good was like, Liz wasn't afraid to go there with two characters, like let them mm-hmm. really start to get into it and mm-hmm. and not just like, you know, yelling at each other, insulting each other, but like digging out what's weird about each other, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and really like picking at it in a way that always made for really surprising, interesting scenes. Um, yeah, I, I, I was somebody linked me to the, the models episode. Um, mm-hmm. And there were two great great scenes, you know, one with you and you and Hannah, where you guys really get into it with the models and then you're up on the, the, I did want to ask you because I've never asked you about being on that spinning platform. You're so funny. <laughs> on it. And, um. Yeah. Uh,
8: well, so, so the dangerous, I was on it and then the da- there were some dangerous parts where Monica, my stunt double, I have to give credit right. to her. She's that's right. that's absolutely right. awesome. And I've worked with her for a long time and she was such a great study of character. Like she's like, you know, she's very special. So she, she, She helped me out in the parts where it was going to be unsafe for me to (laughs) be up there. But, oh, my God, it was one of the most fun things ever to play that scene. (laughs) Like, the physical comedy of that scene was so much fun. I loved doing that. And the fact that we had, like, we actually had a car sponsor like didn't we have like cuz they were like forward further go further. I remember. Yes, saying, yes. Further, go further. Yeah, we had to like slip a commercial
7: into
10: it.
11: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we've done yeah.
7: that a couple times.
11: That was our first yeah. one, though, right? It was our first
8: one. And I think a couple of people were confused at the time, but I was like, no, 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 this is fantastic. We actually mm-hmm. are. It's like a car show, like within a car show.
9: <laughs> 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 but
8: another um, episode we just watched Bad in Bed, which mm. is so good. Like, oh, my God, that was such a
11: fun episode. Oh, this, that Josh was your first one, right? That that's the one you submitted for the Emmys. Oh, no, actually, it
8: it wasn't that one. It was actually, I made a mistake. It was actually Models. I knew it was a Josh Malmuth episode that I Mm. submitted for Emmys, but it was Models that I submitted because, I think because somebody was like, like, oh, it's nice to have an episode with a lot of physical comedy in addition Mm. to, like, the, you know.
10: Yeah. Bad in Bed was, uh, that was a really, I mean, That was the the crazy experience of shooting that was when you and and Justin were doing those scenes, Zoe, I was like, are are we going to be able to air this? Like, this is is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And it was so funny and, and weird. And it really, like... You em- you embraced it with a gusto that I really yeah. respect. <laughs> the
7: voices, the character voices, uh, Josh. You ever make uh, you ever make weird voices? You, you know,
10: when you're when you're doing <laughs> that, your based thing?
11: on truth. That ever that ever, ever happened to you? Someone
10: I wish I could take credit for that, but that's all Liz. It's all Liz. The Jimmy Stort voice stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so what did
11: you? Because that was your first ever episode you wrote. So I'm sure that felt like. A lot of pressure to perform and yeah. produce a great episode, season yeah. one of a show, nine episodes in. So what were you given? Yeah. Um and then you walk away and then what did you bring back that then landed in the show?
10: You know, I it's I'm trying to remember what that process was like. I mean I think it was actually pretty pretty typical in that we we came up with the story um in the room, you know, in the writer's room and uh, we spent a few weeks breaking it out. Um and I feel like for that episode we we really had a clear sense of what we wanted to do, right? Like Paul Genslinger, I believe was Justin Long's <laughs> character's name. Yes. Justin
8: um, Long's still on my phone as Paul Genslinger. Really? By the way. <laughs> yes. Or no, I might have just changed it back to Justin Long because I was like, this is ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's, been it's been a decade of Genslinger. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
10: I wonder how often he gets Genslinger, people yelling Genslinger. Maybe (laughs) more now. We'll find out. We'll find out.
8: Yeah. Yeah. Um, After the pandemic when like so many people were like binge watching the show. Yeah. Yeah.
10: Um Yeah, we knew we wanted, you know, her to you know, kind of take the next step with with Paul. So we had a clear sense of what we wanted to do in that episode. And then and then, yeah, we came up with a story and I think I, I wrote, you know, there's all these steps. You know, we write a story area, which is sort of a condensed outline, which we send to the network. And then we get notes on that. Then we write an outline and we get notes on that. And throughout that process, we're getting notes from a lot of people and we're making revisions. And, you know, at New Girl, the outlines were really long. In some cases, they were like 14 or 15 pages um it's super detailed i mean you guys if you guys get a hands-on one it'd be interesting i think you'd be surprised at how much is in there
7: um, i wouldn't be surprised i've seen some of those alt packages I, those alt oh packages. yeah we
8: would get alt <laughs> packages that books. were like 200 <laughs> pages long <laughs> so I'm sure about yeah and room. who do you think
10: was generating all that material i mean <laughs> you I would guys
8: sit, I,
10: I would we'd sit in rooms and just pitch jokes for hours and hours, yeah. and, hours and hours um Gosh. And joke and, factory uh, and you know, I mean, it was a great training. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. besides just, you know, generating good content for the show, it was a great way to learn how to how to write jokes. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, and then yeah, and then I wrote the draft, and uh, you know, and then we all kind of worked on it together. Um, I don't know, you know, I think that like Liz had the idea. It was funny that I was writing it because she had the very funny idea that Jess buys this extremely complicated piece of lingerie. And doesn't really know how to wear it. Um, and I remember asking just a lot of detailed questions about like, well, what are we talking about here? Because I don't have a lot of experience with this. Um, and she's like, it's like a, it's like a, uh, it's like a spider web. I'm like, OK, OK, that doesn't help me a lot, but I'll do my best. But yeah, it, it, you know, <laughs> did you do all... a
11: Google search or go out in the field to do research? I, I may have done some some Googling. Did uh... it change uh, your algorithm <laughs> in your computer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some disturbing stuff that. for a while. I'm like, don't don't Google to
8: mess up my, my algorithm. I'll Weird just walk laundry. down Hollywood
11: Boulevard for a yeah.
8: few blocks and we'll see. Still to this day, I get leather strappy lingerie ads. Um, but
10: yeah, I, I, you know, and the experience of producing the episode was, yeah, I mean, this was just surreal, you know, I mean, we were, um we shot a lot on location, I remember on that show, mm-hmm. we were, you know, with Max, we were out like in the valley. Um, don't say and, the valley, uh,
7: don't, don't say the valley like that. You said the way you said the valley and the look. Do you feel like face- it was a hard V? Yeah, the valley. I live in the valley. There was a great. tone. There's a bird outside of I didn't hear my the window.
8: tone. I think some, some people might be sensitive, but I'm not going to say who.
7: The valley is a beautiful yeah. place.
8: Okay. I, love, I mean, I love the, I, the I love the valley. I love the valley. I'd love to live in the valley.
7: Yeah. I haven't seen grass in a while, but that is okay.
8: Yeah. okay. Wait, there's grass in the valley, okay? You might not uh, have seen the ocean in a while.
7: I have not. I have not. But I have a yeah. pool.
11: And you've seen That's that, that That's ocean. what you get it's in the valley. It's probably as big as an ocean. But the
7: water has right. dried out. Yes. <laughs> it is very hot in the
11: valley. When you write an episode and then you bring it to all of us to do a table read in front of the studio and the network before you shoot... How was your first table read hearing the cast read your Do you first ever feel script like, with your name on it? They
8: ruined it. Yeah. <laughs>
11: right, did we screw it up? I remember um, thinking that with
8: a play I wrote in high school and then the actors who were my friends read it and I was like they ruined it. <laughs>
11: yes. They'll never They've make it. They hit every sense. joke wrong.
8: <laughs> they didn't uh, even try.
10: <laughs> rarely, rarely. I mean, you, you, guys, you guys you guys you guys were so good and you know, I mean, uh, my, my sort of overall philosophy about making TV shows is that it's 99% you guys, you know, I mean, you're the the thing, you're what makes it all work. And our job as writers is really just to try to, you know, platform you and put you in a position to do your best work and kind of get out of the way, you know? Um, so I think more often than not, it, it's not so much like if something didn't land, it wasn't, oh, Lamorne completely messed that up. It was, um, which may have been the case, but our thinking no, was, never, 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 uh,
8: never, uh, never, never, not you, Lamar. Yeah, Maybe baby. season one, season two.
10: But our thinking <laughs> was more like, what did we not do right to like, you know, put, you know, what it was a more, it was always more reflective. It was like, what didn't we do right to like make that joke work? You know, what can we, you know, fix? Um, oh, that's sweet. so yeah, but- I, the weird thing about a table read is that you like, you know, on like everybody tells you, especially when you're a new writer, everyone's like, don't worry. The network knows that we work on all of these. This isn't a reflection on you. <laughs> and then you're up there and the network's looking at you and you're like, of course this is a reflection on
7: me. Yeah. Here. Like, <laughs> people
8: get
7: fired all the time from table reads. Yeah,
8: for for people who who don't know like how a table read works, I'm just going to give a little background, you basically every week on a TV show, most comedies, some drama, some dramas don't have them just because it's not as necessary. But to kind of test out your jokes and stuff, you have a table read where all the actors come together with the new brand new script. And, you know, everyone's there, all the writers and the director and the network and the studio. And it's a whole lot of people. And everyone watches it like it's a little play reading and um and then the actors leave go back to set and then the writers and the director have to go through a bunch of uh notes, notes. it's yeah. often a cold read too it y- yeah usually we've never seen <laughs> yeah. the script before and Is it, it's, it, they're that not can can really be great. set up for success yeah. sometimes. that can be great i think sometimes for me if it's yeah. written for me, it's sometimes better if it's cold read because it's like fr- it's super fresh. But s- if it if it somehow misses the mark, it can be very bad.
9: Yeah. I a, <laughs> so is there, I heard a
7: rumor that there, that my um that my character was called No Notes Winston. Ooh. Um, is that true? Was that after every no. time where you guys had no it's notes? No, not true. I'm uh, going to
8: just yeah. say it right
11: that now. First, it first, it was no first take, Winston. <laughs> yeah, <it was> that.
7: <laughs> And
10: of course, the Winston story where he can't put together a puzzle is perfect. Yes. <laughs> Let's not change anything. <laughs> That's, that is... You know, ne- send, yeah, send that straight to the Smithsonian. <laughs> we, I mean, We've there's
11: never very, read anything better. There's uh, so few people on the show, though, that were there from day one all the way to the finale. What was the evolution of the show like for you? And I'm sure in the writer's room, you became kind of like the OG.
10: Well, um, in fact, I wasn't was there to the very end. You did 111 I, episodes. Or I did. Like I was there all through season five, mm-hmm. and then I, 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 you know, parted ways with the show.
8: Oh, um, oh! I, I don't I, know I, why. I thought you were there till the end. I remember you there till the end. Me too.
7: <laughs> <laughs> and our brains. Because when he left, the show really died. Yeah, <laughs> the show really died. I mean,
8: we did seven seasons. So <laughs> yeah, you yeah. didn't come back. You were. I was. I was there, there for the last six.
10: Because seven was kind of a little mini, a mini. Yeah, dive, it was a, And, mm-hmm. and was I wasn't. God. I wasn't there for six either. Um, mm. which was really sad. I mean, not not being there was really hard. I think I just felt like it was time. You know, it was a lot of episodes. You know, it's a lot of episodes. And, sure. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. The evolution of the show, it it, you know, somebody told me once, maybe Dave Hemmingson or another writer, said that, you know, you start out doing comedy and you know, you end up you end up doing soap opera on long running shows, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think that like, you know, there is some truth to that in any, in any sitcom where there's, you know, romantic relationships, those start to take up more and more of the story. Um, Mm -hmm. But I felt like that was really, you know, really good for us. I felt like that gave the show a lot of momentum. And when we really got, you know, locked into, um, you know, Nick and Jess and Schmidt and Cece, uh, sorry, Lamorne. Okay. Um
8: <laughs> I think the combo of <laughs> the serialized Ferguson. element and the episodic like that is kind of paramount to you know the modern day sitcom. I think that combination was a really nice one for this show. It was. And I felt like
10: the it, we ha- we struck a good balance on the show like we still had a lot of space to do really really silly stuff. Yeah. Um but there it, you know you still kind of had that momentum Um, yeah, I was thinking the other day about that episode where, and I completely forgotten about it until, um, uh, I was thinking about the show for, for, to do the the podcast. Um, the episode where Jess makes out with Schmidt's dad and,
8: (laughs) oh my God. (laughs)
10: <laughs> the great Peter Gallagher on
8: the show. That
7: was so. <laughs> she wouldn't stop talking about that for months. Like, she was so That's excited. untrue.
8: <laughs> that well, is so untrue. But I that. was like uh, so excited to work with Peter Gallagher. He oh, is yeah. absolutely amazing. But um, but I'm pretty sure I was pregnant. <laughs> I was pregnant a lot of this show. So, um, I'm pretty sure I was pregnant or yeah. had a baby like with me. So. Yeah. <laughs> Last four years were like a blur of, of baby children, um for me. but, um, yeah, I love peter gallagher and and that that was a super hilarious episode. I, I was I lied. wearing a GoPro or something? Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing a GoPro <laughs> trying, and Schmidt's dad tries to kiss me, and I'm like, I have a camera. <laughs> I don't know what. I don't remember the episode like because I have to go you back and watch a camera around.
10: on your head I.
7: For the fans I, out there. I have no it out. memory Why of it. Jess, I have that's to, a we have question. to go back
8: and watch it. <laughs> well, okay, we're not going to gonna watch to it episode. for like five seasons.
11: Schmidt <laughs> picked something out. I think it was wedding planning. Oh, <laughs> oh he didn't okay.
10: trust you. He, he didn't trust you. Ah, that's right. So yeah. he made you wear a camera on your head.
8: <laughs> Schmitt, oh, that's Schmitt. right. Schmidt didn't trust me. <laughs> Joelle remembers more than any of us because she's
11: watched the show. More than any of us. Well, you end up making list. out with his dad, then that seems like a I good didn't basis. end up making
8: out with him. He tries to make out with me. That's oh. always on him. He makes a move on me. Yeah, I see. makes right. a move on me. Right, right, right. As far I as just I just remember
10: recall. trying to like, I, I was was I, I love the OC, and I was trying to have like a Sandy Cohen moment with Peter Gallagher, <laughs> and he's just looking at me like, "Son, I'm an actor. You understand mm. that I'm not <laughs>
8: that man."
10: It's like the time. I'm like, so maybe you
8: could just give me some fatherly advice, just just for a second, <laughs> just as Peter Gallagher. <laughs> it's
7: like the time I ha- we had Rob Reiner on the show, and um, from All in the Family, he used to always get called Meathead, and I don't know why. I decided to improvise that and call him Meathead, and when I say, I I don't he was know why. Not I didn't okay think, with it? It's not that he wasn't okay with it, because that reaction would have made me feel at least a little bit better if he were just upset about it. He right, looked right. at me. <laughs> He looked at me as if to say, "What is this amateur hour?" Yeah, he
10: <laughs> <It's like, laughs> felt sorry for
7: you. It's like, really? Did you really pull that one out? It was like pity. He's like, us. so it was forty years ago. You don't think I? You
10: don't think I've heard? Done a few anymore. things since then. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> you guys were so, uh, you guys were so good on your feet. I mean, we would throw lines at you guys, and you would have to figure out how to turn them into jokes. How did you? How did you do that? Like, was that was that difficult? I mean.
8: I love it, honestly. Yeah. Like it was really fun. it because it there were so many ways that I think the the process of making the show, which it was was at times chaotic. Um, mm. but there were so many ways that it kind of kept everything fresh. And like, if you're just seeing lines that are written and only those lines, it's hard to sometimes keep things fresh and funny. And so those, you know, times when you guys would just throw stuff at us. It allowed us to have like this really spontaneous processing, and then just a really like quick kind of improvisational yeah. energy. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we also had a lot of, of improvisation on this show, so it was like all that combined made for many ways to get to a fresh, fun result. And so I, I loved it. I was like, oh, I mean, I was like oh, yeah. in heaven that we could. We had all these different ways of of keeping it really Absolutely fun.
7: For me it was it was it based especially because our actors on the show are all improvisers. We 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 goof off in between takes, we we riff in between takes, we do we do bits, characters in between takes. So when you throw a joke out there, a lot of times we're trying to see how we could say it in the most obscure way as well. You know, even if you think mm-hmm. about the Schmidt character, you throw a joke at him. Ninety-nine percent of the time, he doesn't understand what you're saying.
4: <laughs> so he's like, he's like, so I'm gonna
7: do it. I wanna try it in a Schmidt way, mispronouncing words, things like that, that make it the character unique. But also, it makes the process of of it's like someone throwing. It's like a it's like a it's like baseball. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see what. Th- let's see which pitch you're gonna throw, and let's see if I can hit it. Yeah. And it's just it a tests fun your process.
8: instincts. Yeah. yeah. It's it was so fun. It's. I mean, and just to give, you know, give people a little
10: background. Like in some cases, I would be standing next to the camera, and you know, saying, you know, Hannah, now say, you know, what if that guitar was a banana? And you just look at me like,
11: what? We think that could work. (laughs) I do remember getting to a point on the show where you kind of had so much trust with the writers and the show and the show is such a success and people are resonating with it that it's true. You might not understand <laughs> why someone is pitching you something, mm-hmm. but you're also like, let's just get through our day so we can all go home, say the words and just try like Lamorne's saying to just like catch the ball. And you know what I mean? And make I mean, know it work. a lot
8: of really like talented filmmakers do that. Like I know David O Russell does that. He just yells stuff and mm-hmm. for people to say and yeah. that they don't necessarily understand. And I think it's like part of a way to keep actors kind of on their toes. Yeah. It's a um, thing, stay in it, just stay, oh, in, yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. stay yeah. in it. Yeah. Stay in it
11: and make it work.
0: This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast. To live and die in L.A.,
3: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
1: podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
2: Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it.
1: Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with.
3: So you hide the books, Gene. and business. I understand now.
1: Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple
3: Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
11: Welcome to our show. Josh, why do you think so many people have resonated with this show? I feel like this show is like network sitcoms, especially single camera ones, don't run for this long. Yeah. And there's something that kind of kept it special with so many people, and it's having like a revival is that the right word Mm -hmm. to use where people are rediscovering it and for someone that was on the show for so long why do you think it connected so well
10: uh well it's gonna sound corny because I'm talking to you guys but it's it's you guys (laughs) really I mean it's you're you're all and you guys (laughs) you're all such wonderful performers um and you had really incredible chemistry I mean I you know, when I'm thinking about what show I want to go work on next or whatever, the first thing I'm looking at is who's in it, you know, cause that's really good. That's your engine. That's what people connect with. You know, they connect with the, the characters and, and, and by extension, they're really connecting with the actors. Um, and, and then, yeah, I'm on top of that. So yeah, it was just like a, a murderer's row, you know, batting <laughs> lineup of great comic actors. Um, and then if there are some other things like that aren't even about the writing. I think that The, you know, Jake established a really wonderful way that the show is shot. It feels really good to watch it. You know, Um, the sets are great. You know, the loft is a great set. You know, it's just such a such a lived in place that you just want to spend time in. You know, there's all this interesting stuff all over the walls. I mean, I remember walking around the set and just looking around. To get story ideas, you know, like those glass grapes, or a I was about to or say or... the blue balls. Oh my <laughs> god, yeah. you guys! Yeah. What
11: Damon called the
8: blue balls. <laughs> yeah, my grandparents yeah. had those glass grapes, but like in a different color. And when I, whenever I'd look at those, I'd be like, Grandma, Grandpa.
9: <laughs> <laughs>
10: so it was but very yeah, it, You would you would just kind of think about like, well, what could we do with that? Like that thing that we've been seeing for the last fifty episodes. What if we did a story about that? So I think those are that that was huge. You know, I think. you think about long running shows, you know, the friend's apartment or the cheers bar or the new girl loft, you know, it's such a, it's just a place you want to spend time, you know? And then, you know, and then I think from a writing perspective, um, you know, I think everyone can relate to a time in their life where they just felt a little out of control and felt like they were trying to like, you know, get something going, you know, whether that was romantic (laughs) or professional or whatever. Um, and that their friends were the people that they really relied on during that time. And so I think that's a very, and, you know, in a, in a great way, um, a generation of people experiencing that is, is minted every year, you know, like that, that is an experience that people will keep having, you know, you know um, you know, our kids will have it in whatever 15 or 20 years and, and they'll discover the show hopefully. And it'll feel, you know, it'll feel honest to them, you know? So I think I think that you know. Those except are just the flip
8: phone, the flip yeah, phone I was w- won't feel say. honest. <laughs> well, I, was, I, I was I was saying that I feel like
10: our phone situation has aged pretty well. Like they were mostly iPhone, mostly iPhone, yeah. Except, except for Nick, Nick
8: Miller. Miller. and Nick always has a flip phone because he was supposed to have like an outdated phone. Right, but now right, it's right, just like right. even the people that would have had flip phones then would still at least have some kind of a non-flip. Here's phone.
11: something I discovered though. Because we saw the flip phone in the pilot, right? And we're like, oh, that was a Nick character choice. Makes sense. Except for in episode 109, the 23rd, Winston pulls out a flip phone. Wow. <laughs> it's a Chicago thing. Wow. Shytown. Right? Oh. And then I went, oh, is this phone. the one thing that will date our show? I... Is this flip phone? Because <laughs> I thought it was a Nick Miller thing and I thought that makes sense. I, but looked, I figured
7: Friends out what it was.
8: Somebody up, guys, picked the wrong props. And they prop. have giant, like the brick
7: giant. Phones, giant brick <laughs> the brick bones. And, uh, zoot yeah. suits. Uh, <laughs> no, I realized it's because Winston was jobless. So he couldn't afford one of those oh, fancy iPhones. Put some iPhones. story on it. Put some story on it. He could not afford it. an iPhone. Right, right, okay, right. So he had a flip phone. It was a that was That
10: episode, the 23rd, I remember seeing a cut of that episode in the writer's room. And that was the first moment because the show hadn't even aired yet. And that was the first moment where I was like, "Oh, this is this this is like a serious thing right now. Like this show's really good, you know." And it wasn't anything we had done. It was just that uh, you know your guys' chemistry was so amazing. You know, you know, it was just the
8: show hadn't aired yet when we shot the Christmas episode.
11: Is that wrong? That could be wrong.
8: Maybe one like no,
11: episode, or two episodes were out. Maybe it's episode one oh nine. No.
8: Yeah, I feel like yeah. it was.
11: It had. It, we no, had... it had because we were shooting. The Thanksgiving with the dead
10: body. Yes, the Thanksgiving. When when the show premiered.
11: Right, right, right. Right, right. So we're only a couple in. Yeah, like a couple later.
7: You know, I do want to ask. There's a a little game that Hannah likes to play on the show. And I want to know. Ooh, what is it? On this show, we try to find the bear. Where's the bear?
11: The bear. bear? We
7: heard a rumor.
11: There's a rumor that there's a bear in every single mention of a bear, the word, Mm. a picture. Mm. Something that's something
8: the writer's room was intentionally, um, making sure they kind of got in.
10: There are some things that Liz enjoys, Liz Meriwether, creator, (laughs) genius behind New Girl. She enjoys talk to
8: her later this season. Everybody,
10: she enjoys mustard, and these are the I'm not saying these are things, the words she likes, these words mustard, (laughs) bear. She likes hats. Mentions of hats or actual hats. Oh, mm-hmm. so these are kind of like motifs in the show. Yeah. I think just because it, it, Liz found them to be funny. But yes, there were and well, and then at one point we actually had, and I still have it around somewhere, a eight foot cardboard stand up like cutout bear that wow. we would what we would do with it in the writer's office is. Put Maybe it outside someone's closed office door, so that <laughs> when they <laughs> opened the door, there would be a big bear. There might be a bear staring at them, oh. and it's surprisingly scary when you get when you get bared,
8: especially when you slept oh, yeah. in your office all night. And yeah, you're just yeah. waking up. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes.
10: That's a terrifying time to get bear so, um,
7: so it's allegedly true. There could be a mention of a bear in every episode or an image There's a, a lot of
10: there's a lot of bear stuff. There's a lot of dog stuff. I was partial to lizard jokes, so <laughs> you might find some lizard stuff uh, in there. I don't
8: know. We all
10: have we all have our things, you know? <laughs> Everybody's got the their
8: things.
9: Yeah. Right.
8: So
7: so you're on New Girl. You 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 have this this you have the best experience of your life even really really even <laughs> not more not, than... not, no, not joking <laughs> so you 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 go on to be a showrunner yourself mhm what yes. is what 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 was that transition for you like was it did you feel like you were taking a big leap or did you feel like you were taking you were having a natural transition into what comes next
10: oh it feels like a crazy leap it feels like a crazy leap because you you know when you're on a staff you know when you go home at the end of the day, you're done. You get in your car and you go home, you know? And when you're running a show, you're never done. You just decide to stop working so you can eat and go to sleep. You know, there's always something to do. The amount of work is just, is huge. And there's a lot of responsibilities that as a writer on a show, you just don't have. You You know, you have to talk to the network several times a day. You're talking to all the different departments. You're working with the actors, you know, in my day, which I loved, but it would start with me going on stage and talking to the actors and we talk about the scenes and, you know, the script. Um, but I do think that New Girl prepared me um, in that I spent a lot of time on set at New Girl. You know, I would sometimes come down with newer writers and just kind of be around if, you know, anything came up. And I think it was, you know, all that time uh, that, you know, it, it made it easier, the transition, because, you know, that's a big part of your job as a showrunner. That's different from being a writer as you're working with the you know with the crew and and with the the cast, um, but nothing really prepares you for running a show. It's it's you know a, a, an amount of work. It's a staggering amount of work. Yeah, no, um, I can imagine.
8: Will you tell everybody at home what you're working on now? Because yeah. everybody wants to tune in.
4: Yeah,
10: I work on a show called Ghosts that actually just premiered. It's Trent awesome. O'Donnell. Yes. Trent
11: O'Donnell. Yes, Trent O'Donnell.
8: Yes. Uh, one of our amazing directors who then became our directing producer. He is just such an amazing Oh my God, he's the best. And
10: he's so handsome and he has such a great accent. He's just, a. it's triple. He's so easygoing. Which is very funny because
11: he is a very talented, incredible, handsome man. And then we had an actor called Trent that was on for about a season. And he had Trent Garrett Mm -hmm. that Jake Johnson said, well, how are we going to tell the difference? And then called (laughs) actor Trent handsome trent <laughs> to differentiate the two trends and that was but the they're, both that they're
8: both handsome
10: correct very, they're both very handsome so
8: and also can i just also mention trent o'donnell has a very talented wife as well very Extremely. she
11: did yes, one of my favorite shows called Down. yeah mm-hmm. yes yeah um
10: i'm working on that with trent uh he, it's weird though because we we shoot the show in montreal yeah oh wow
8: yeah, yeah. do you have to weird. go up
10: there for i haven't go- i haven't gone so it's actually it, it's it's a little sad because i haven't gotten to have that really hands-on experience of you know why are you shooting yeah. in
8: montreal just for like locations I think, or I think canadian tax think credits yeah i think
10: it's tax credits i think it's just you know it's just just because it's you. canada i could tell you you're not, you're not missing
7: anything you're not missing being on set on that show, you're not missing anything. You, the, it's two dog shit actors, and Utkarsh and Rose, <laughs> Utkarsh and Butkar and Rose MacGyver are not good people.
10: I they're, hear they're mean. I hear they're really
8: they're nasty. Mean,
7: too. I've worked yeah. with both of them. Whoa. They are very, mean. Nice, very, guys. very nasty guys.
8: Humans. <laughs> I don't. Period. I don't know what's going on here, nasty, but there's some people. kind of in, inside joke. <laughs> uh, so Rose
7: MacGyver. Uh, from iZombie. She was also um, on season one of Woke on my show. Um, play a couple on that show and then Utkarsh like uh, everybody loves Utkarsh. Utkarsh was I, did I do a show with Utkarsh
11: now. We do uh, Mira yeah. Royal Detective. Mira.
7: That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So and, so I actually love those two. They're two of my favorite people. Um, yeah. But it's, I give them a heart. It, all
11: the good people. I said that to Utkarsh when he went to shoot the pilot for Ghosts. I'm like this is like so many new girl people mm-hmm. are on Ghosts. I'm like, you're oh, surrounded yeah. by the best. Well, in a
10: way, though, it's kind
11: of like New Girl. I mean, it's just
10: a roommate show. You know, yeah, I right? mean, they're, <laughs> they're ghosts, but it's essentially a roommate <laughs> mm-hmm. show. So
11: everybody dead. I'm but, always pitching the same kind of
10: things that I pitched at New Girl, which is like, somebody didn't say goodbye to somebody. And they get really upset about it. And by the end of the episode, they're both crying about it. Yeah. <laughs> Which to me is like the prototypical new girl story. You oh, know? yeah.
7: I think there was even a line that my character had. I think I said, I said, good night. I say good night to you every night, Nick. What's the matter? You don't want me to have a good night? <laughs>
11: <laughs> um, Josh, we'd be like remiss to ask you because you were on the show for so long and it's like a big relationship. And then it kind mm-hmm. of ends. You move on. Do you have any. Regrets when you look back of things you wish you'd done differently? Are there's moments that stand out for you that were particularly challenging mm. that you revisit?
10: Yes. One I revisit often is um, when I, and this was, there's it was nobody's fault but my own. I thought it would be funny to do a camping episode where <laughs> most of the episode is outside at night. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I... <laughs> I really didn't care for being outside in Franklin Canyon all night for five days straight. Oh,
8: that's (laughs) funny because we didn't either. (laughs) And Um, I I do,
10: I do want to take this opportunity to apologize. It was a really good episode,
8: though. It was a good episode. It was a really good episode. I will say it's funny because I always say to writer friends, "I'm like, if you find yourself writing exterior night, just think." (laughs) Stop right there. If it's followed by another exterior night, just think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, definitely, like, if I'm getting a, at this point in my career, if I'm getting a script that's like a movie and I see like exterior night, exterior night exterior I'm like,
11: nope, pass. Sorry, I don't
8: care how good yeah, this is. Do <laughs> I don't want to work. Sorry, Christopher
11: once...
7: Nolan, not doing it. You
11: have to flip everything. You have to be fully nocturnal. Yeah, we make
8: exceptions for certain people, but I just will say that um, I once worked on a movie that was four months of nights in Miami in the summer, and it was like... Oh, I love that, though. Miami? Ooh. In the middle of the night, it was Ooh. 95 degrees. <laughs> I and I never slept. I was woken up every morning at the <laughs> hotel I was staying at by the housekeeping staff, oh, yeah. who were so mad at me for sleeping in. And I'd be like, "I'm so sorry. I'm so tired. Can I just sleep a little bit longer,
10: please?" Yeah. Uh, so f- anyway, that was punishing, though. I mean, it was so cold and freezing.
8: <laughs> yeah,
10: I remember. I remember that week, and and I think like when we wrapped that episode. I just went home and got in bed, and it, it was like I, you know, it, it was a, it, it was like I've been to war or something. Like I just got <laughs> in bed and like didn't get out for days. It was really traumatic. That was
7: the episode. Because well,
11: also Josh everybody's realized. kind of a little mad at you too. Oh, yeah. That was the like, episode. Oh yeah, you guys, oh, yeah. You, guys, you, <laughs> guys, you guys, looked
10: at me differently for a little while after that. Yeah. Why? Our relationship also, is why can't we just do same. this
11: on the stage? Yeah, I
8: thought like I thought Josh was our friend. <laughs> yeah, guess he's not. I guess that's not <laughs> true.
7: Damn suit. That was the day you realized that you were on your way. You weren't one of us.
11: <laughs>
10: yeah. yeah. It was that. rare
11: though that we got to pick out like coats that had to be actually True. practical and functional. <laughs> yeah, and... not like a cute Kate
8: Spade coat for me. That's right. And I remember <laughs> like, I
11: picked the wrong coat. Oh no. And it you was a- chilly. It was yeah. very chilly up there. Mm-hmm. I remember canyon. I've never gone had back.
10: To, I remember Jake had to like like wade out into the like Lake <laughs> that oh. it's not even a lake; it's just like a pond that just sits there. And he had to like dunk his head for a scene, oh, and gosh. uh he was a he was a, a, a trooper about it. But I did that, I didn't so a, that is, and that is shocking. <laughs> see that he,
8: he always was the one who got sent yeah. in. The, I mean, well, I did a couple of times, but they usually sent Jake in the water,
7: the ocean. Ep- where he where he was <laughs> that ocean. That,
8: yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that Make was a good in episode, an ocean yeah. in the middle yeah. of the night, mm-hmm. wet yeah. and
11: dark. Yeah. That was a just That's my nickname.
8: <laughs> oh, wait. what
11: okay. All right. Guys, All right. Worst. Every episode We're get you gotta do something um, disgusting.
8: So I we don't want to take up too much of your time on your beautiful daughter's birthday. Yeah. Um <laughs> but we want to thank you so much for coming on our show. We hope you'll come back another time.
10: Yes, indeed. I, I would you know, love it. Like let's let's go do some more episodes too, guys, like we don't even let's have to do air this. them let's, we don't have to air them let's just you guys come over to my house and we'll just uh, <laughs> oh my god I'm in set it up hey, during me. the day you just paying? throw some alts at it's, us it's all gonna be on stage interior
8: okay. <laughs> perfect perfect <laughs> perfect, <laughs> perfect oh my
9: goodness
8: um, Josh you are amazing we celebrate you and love you 100%
10: thanks guys love you too
8: Please thank your wife for, for, for lending you to us for this. <laughs> Good to see you guys. Bye, see good to see you. Bye, Bye, Josh. You've been listening to Welcome to Our Show, a New Girl recap podcast. Welcome to Our Show is a production of iHeartRadio, hosted by Zoe Deschanel, Lamorne Morris, and Hannah Simone. Our executive producer is Joelle Monique. Our engineer and editor is Daniel Goodman. The Welcome to Our Show theme song was written by Zoe Deschanel, performed and produced by Zoe Deschanel and Pierre Dereader. Follow us on Instagram at Welcome to Our Show Pod. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, you can email us at Welcome to Our Show at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share far and wide. Thanks for listening. We'll hear you next week.
6: Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
2: Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good!
1: But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh!
2: Gene, run!
1: Listen to Fodor's
3: Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie.